Welcome to Create Momentum for Positive Mindset. Today, my guest is Malik Samir. Malik Samir is a vlogger and he loves traveling. So, Malik, I welcome you in Create Momentum. Thank you very much, Shazad, for having me uh, in the podcast. It's apparently my first podcast ever. I'm pretty excited and looking forward to it. And my apologies that we were supposed to do it, I think so, uh, late 2020, but for due to some commitments and uh, work commitments and other issues, we couldn't do it that time. But I think so it was the right time and we are having it today and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because I see I approach people and uh, it um, should be when they are free and when they feel comfortable. It's not that I would love to make 1,000 uh, episodes as, as much as I like, but it always depends what the other person is doing and I'm interested what they, are, uh, they want to give the right time and uh, we, will, we are here. So indeed, it's, never, indeed. it's never too indeed. late. So Malik, please tell us about yourself. Yeah, as uh, you said, my name is Malik Samir. I'm a Balochi, my Balochia, Mani Taluk Asala Panjiguranchi. But I'm based in Dubai, uh, born and brought up here in Dubai. So pretty much uh, into the culture of United Arab Emirates. If vlogger ma zada Baluchi or English to kamy wajay kana because being raised in Dubai, mostly we speak in uh, in English or in Arabic and other languages. Very less of Baluchi that is at home, which is a uh, not a good thing. But again, that's the reality. Indeed. So I'm actually a travel vlogger. I travel across the world. I uh, my aim is to see the whole world and uh, show it to my audience through my camera lens. So yeah, that's what I do. Pretty much good. So how did your journey of vlogging started? Well, it's a very interesting um, journey, I would say, because I never thought I'm going to be a YouTuber or I never categorized myself that way. So what happens is when I used to travel with my friends, my colleagues, I used to make those short uh, Facebook one minute videos, uh, my, myself and my friend uh, Santosh, I call him Santi. So we used to make, I used to like bully him, not a kind of in a, in a fun way and shoot those one minute videos and post them on Facebook, which apparently got uh, a good hit and everyone liked it. So I have a sister who suggested me, why don't you start vlogging? You're good at camera. You can, you know, really speak and you can connect with the people easily. So to be frank with you, I never knew what is vlogging. So that's when I started, you know, looking into the vloggers uh, life. I started searching. I came across Irfan Junejo. That's my inspiration, I would say. And everyone, every Pakistani, I suppose, is actually inspired from uh, Irfan Junejo and Muru, in fact. So when I saw that, I was like, hey, it's, it's pretty much easy, doable. All you need to do is just hold your camera and uh, speak up and show your um, life to the public. So I tried that and uh, had some challenges in the beginning. But yeah, here I am today in front of you. Yeah, uh, somewhere down to the line, you have to start from somewhere. So as I started, I was watching somebody, um, I was listening a lot of content about entrepreneurship in YouTube. So one day, my favorite mentor, and there's a gentleman called by the name of Omar Altar. So I got um, inspired or influenced from him. So I started podcasting. So uh, do you research or write a script when you vlog? 
Oh, that's a good thing, actually. There are mixed opinion from people. Some of them, they say that for a vlog, you don't need a script as such. That's what I used to believe in the past. So what I used to do in the past is just hold the camera and just go with the flow. Yes, it's doable. You can do that. I've tried that. But your content will not have a good impact if you do that. You know, because the storyline, it has to be something in your mind. When you hold the camera, when you talk, there should be a kind of story lined up in your mind. So it's very important that you script it. You know, you like, at least when I say script, it doesn't mean like it should be like a movie wherein this dialogue I have to say, and this is exactly what I have to say, but at least your journey or your itinerary has to be scripted. Yeah, that's what I do. When I tried that, uh, the benefit of it is it's easy for you when you start editing your, your content because you know exactly what to put in, when to put in, what kind of music you're, you're, you're imagining, and it can be uh, what kind of genre, for example, it could be a, a cinematic one, it could be, for example, another a fast forward music. So yeah, I would suggest a scripting and that's what I've turned to at this moment. So I script it currently if that answers your question. Yeah, of course. I, uh, in 2017, when I was um, going to Toronto, so I, what I did, I, I announced that I'm going to make a channel as a, a, by the name of Crazy Star. And uh, I bought the camera. I bought the selfie stick in uh, 2018, uh, 2018 and nothing happened. Because as soon as you try to record, if you don't have a script, if you don't have a line. So you, um, I tried many times, even though this create momentum as I created it. So um, it didn't work out because you need proper things. But you don't have to be perfect, but you can progress day by day. So absolutely. what challenges are oh, gone? Sorry. No, I said, yeah, absolutely. I agree to you, to what you, what you said, what you said. Yeah. So what challenges did you face when you go abroad or you are in Dubai, or if you uh, choose a different location, according to your vlogging? The first challenge that you, any Pakistani passport holder face is the visa issue. So we, we definitely go through that hassle. That's the first step. Like you would want to see a lot of uh, countries, but sometimes you may or you may not get the visa. So when you have the visa in hand, the second thing that you have is how you plan your itinerary, which country you should go and explore. What is the history behind that country? So that because my things were not completely planned up in the, far, in the past that how I started, my challenges were like, for example, I would choose to go to Italy. Yeah. And uh, I, when I arrived there, I asked people, what is Italy famous for? For example, in Rome, they say Colosseum. I went and I saw it, I made the video, but I, I had no idea about it. So it was because of the poor planning. So when I come back, then I study. And then when I realized, oh my God, you know, there is much more that I could explore, explore from, from, from Colosseum. So these were my challenges in the past, the poor itinerary that I used to do. And, uh, but now things are more organized for me. Things are more uh, in the right shape, I would say. Yeah, I plan my stuffs and uh, also, the expense wise, because it's not easy to go and explore all these countries, especially my, most of the countries that I've explored are European countries. So I've done all of almost 75% of the Europe I've completed. And we know that it's quite expensive to manage your expenses that way. And to make more than a three or four trips in a year was a bit challenging for me initially, but then I realized how to plan your uh, expenses so that you explore more with a little budget. Yeah. Those, those, those all were my initial challenges. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know I've seen your uh, YouTube videos. You make um, traveling vlogs 
uh, and um, traveling is expensive. You go all over the uh, all over the world, but you have to see which is the cheap, cheap and cheerful. Like I when I was going to USA because I have changed uh, currency from UK and uh, plus um, I I just little bit I googled if I take a bus from New York City to New Jersey where our hotel is. So how much is going to cost us? You know, the um, yellow cab said $120 for only uh, four kilometers, which is too much. <laughs> so I told my, you know, then I went to Pennsylvania station downstairs just searching because, you know, Americans are very straightforward. So they say, sir, it is not uh, the bus station. It is a train station. So searching, searching, and I just turned on. I knew there is a bus is 158. So we just uh, went to the Union Station. Uh, there's a bus stop called Union, Union Terminal. We took the bus from there. Then we went to a hotel. And it was only three, uh, three and a half dollar one way. So we only spent $28, me and my friend. And plus I had the call in the UK. There is um, Oyster card, which you know. And in US there is a MAT, which, uh, which gives you one week for $32 MAT and you can travel all over the all over the New York. So these kinds of the things you have to look into it. But I want to ask you, what did what do you learn from traveling? Oh, a lot of things. I explored, like apart from looking at the beauty of the world, how beautiful this world is, you can you learn how to mix up with um, with different culture, uh, with different customs. You try to taste different cuisines, and that's how you become more cosmopolitan. Yeah, because living in Middle East and being from the Asia, so your mind is kind of, uh, you know, built that way. But once you start going to a different part of the world, you start meeting different people, you, you, you see their lifestyle and you definitely adapt to it a little bit and it, it, it works in your benefit. So I've definitely learned a lot in terms of the culture, customs, how different countries, how different people live and how different people handle uh, situations for an instance. I, last year, in 2019, I would say, because I still feel I'm in 2020 for some reason. <laughs> uh, so in 2019, that was my last trip. We went to uh, Tromso. It's in the north of the um, Norway. Uh, it was an experience because we went to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. And I never knew what Northern Lights is, basically. My friend said, okay, here it is something in the sky and stuff like that. So we went to experience that. But to see the Netherlands, you have to be there in winters, and it was the peak winter in December. There was no sunlight. So I never imagined myself living in a, or spending some time in a city where it has 24 hours of darkness. There's no sunlight at all. That was an amazing experience for me. But I was curious before I land there, I was like, how would the people live? I mean, how would they survive? You know, imagine you wake up at 11 in the morning, and what you see is a dark sky. But then when I myself, I went there and experienced it, so I know, hey, it's doable. So your life, the lifestyle, the people kind of adjust with that environment. And the funny thing about Norway is that if you go to uh, Norway in summers, there's no night. It's, it's 24 by 7, the daylight. So even that, I was curious. To experience that, I took a trip in summer. Yeah. So I went there and I lived uh, pretty much in June or July, where I stayed awake the whole night just to see how does it feels. You know, literally at three in the morning, you see, or two in the morning or one in the morning, there is sun. But how do people live? So I experience, when I experienced it myself and I learned it, 
And uh, that's how I, how I know that it's doable, how the people live and how their culture is. Yeah, of course, because in Ramadan especially, you know, people have to tw- fast for 21 hours in, in Scandinavian countries and all, all, all these countries, which is really tough. But still people go, uh, go through it. So it's a part of life. So I, mm-hmm. you know what? I have to tell you one thing. You see, with your, with your nationality, you've been a lot of countries. Similar way, my brother like uh, traveling a lot because he's working for Etihad. So the tickets are much cheaper. You know, you go anywhere. Like even though if I have to take a trip to Europe, if I want to fly or go by train, it's cost nearly 500 pounds. Because when you go somewhere, at least you need two to three days to be there yeah. or uh, explore um, all the all the places last uh, my last big trip was canada us and then i came back to london which was um, 12 days but it was very ex- I, I, I make myself uh, more exhaustion and i went to after one day when i came back to canada i stayed in london then i went to south of france nice i heard about it but south of france nice Closed at seven, uh, 7 o'clock, but I went to a few places like Monaco, Monte Carlo. I heard a lot of about Monte Carlo, but I didn't find much there because it's only rich people live there. It's like uh, only buildings and uh, y- yachts and stuff, but it's nothing which I say, wow, it's an amazing, it, it is amazing city where you see all the mountains and everything. But it is not uh, as people, you know, sometimes people like to exaggerate things because it's only yeah. famous for the F1 in August because a lot of people go there. And there's only one hotel and one casino in the whole. And it is only about uh, seven to 10 kilometers the whole city is. But I, I get a chance to go to Cairns, Antibé, and uh, a lot of different places we went in a one day. It was a good experience. But are you a, a nature-loving uh, person or more of uh, a city, modern city? I like both because I, when I went to Canada, you know, Niagara Falls, if you are in Niagara Falls, if you get a chance or if you've been there, so you will see the fountain, which is just people are crazy. But if you see it one time, it's fine. But when you go two, three times, it's not uh, mm. the similar way you feel. Like Iceland, I heard about if you go to in uh, winter time in Blue Lagoon. So that is uh, another good view if you need for photography or if you need for different, uh, any reasons. So you can go there and um, what it is, I was planning to go uh, when 2017, I told my friend, let's go to South Asia as well, like Singapore, Malaysia, then go to Australia and New Zealand. But it's gonna be again, uh, it's need, you need more time yeah, money nowadays, you know, it's not uh, as expensive because uh, Airbnb everywhere you can get. But I That's found awesome. comparison. If you go to a hotel or if you go to Air, Airbnb, a similar, pri- a similar price, but you don't know what you get. In a hotel, if you, let's say, if you have the perks, you can use your perks, which will be more cheaper for you. Exactly. Talking about the challenges, uh, thanks for reminding me, actually, this day. And the food used to be one of my biggest challenge when I started traveling because most of the Europe countries, you don't get halal meals. So I, in the initial days, I turned vegetarian whenever I used to go to Europe, but uh, I'm a meat loving person. So I probably need, you know, those chicken and stuff like that after uh, like four or five days, for example. 
And I realized that staying in Airbnb is much cheaper in many ways compared to hotel because we friends, we started uh, booking Airbnb after our Iceland trip. And you know that Iceland and Norway, the Scandinavian countries are very expensive. You can't, you can't imagine eating outside like three meals a day or even two meals a day. So we started cooking by ourselves. It was more of fun uh, yeah, and more of delicious cuisine, I would say, that we used to cook by ourselves. And it's less expensive. So Airbnb in that way is definitely an option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you are right. You know, when you cook your own meal and when you have your own space, it's much better. But uh, when you're going on a holiday, if you are in a holiday mode, because many people believe in this theory, they have to, uh, you know, they have to splash out. But I don't believe in that theory. Whenever I go, I find the cheapest option, how I can travel. The one of the biggest thing is you spend a lot of money in traveling, even though Dubai taxis are very expensive. So mm. I bought a Metro pass to travel to see my friend. So I've been in Dubai, like um, when I came in Dubai in 2000, I believe in 2015 in Feb. So mm -hmm. I took Metro, I took a, because uh, I took a bus from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. So I see all these expenses. You know, you don't have to go because in Dubai, you will find everything which yeah. you uh, want to buy for, let's say you want to buy uh, toiletries or you want to buy clothes, everything. Now, imagine you're going to buy it from outside. Let's say you buy it from in uh, in US, there is a uh, Fifth Avenue is called. They're all expensive stuff. So something you find cheaper, because I used to hear a lot about um, that, you know, US is cheap. No, when you go to US, you have to pay the price on the top. You have to pay the tax. So that's uh, pretty much expensive it gets. But the food is cheap. You can get uh, anything, whatever you want. And London is, has a lot of variety. Have you been to London? No, I tried. In fact, uh, I didn't. I was not successful in getting the visa. But uh, I did try once. Haven't been to London yet. So that's one of the countries that I need to explore. Most welcome whenever you come to London. <laughs> so you have my number. So just contact definitely. me. So we'll meet definitely. up. Definitely. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Apart from vlogging, what you love to do your likes? Apart from vlogging, okay. I love to play keyboard, which I haven't since quite a long time. I don't categorize myself as a musician though, but I love music, different variety of musics. I don't restrict myself to only um, Bollywood, for example. Anything that comes on the way, which feels, you know, connects with your heart. So yes, I also sing sometimes. Uh, no, I'm not a professional singer. I don't have any album and I haven't recorded anything. But yes, you know, in the school and at workplaces, sometimes, you know, I do, uh, do a little bit of singing. So music is my second favorite thing when it comes to my hobbies. That's why I invest a lot of time in my editing process for, for my videos because the music plays for me a very vital role in my vlogs. So yes, music is something that I love. Yeah, that's great. So, um, I mean, before we go and wrap up, I have a question. What do you want in life and what you are good at and how you can be happy? Oh, that's a really interesting one, uh, Shehzad. Uh, what I am, I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? What you want in life, mm -hmm. what you good at and how you can be happy? What I want in life is to see myself 
a successful person. When I define success, it is not in terms of monetary and it's not in terms of money. Like I am completely independent. Yeah. And I have a name and I have achieved my goals. Yeah. Which is to change how the Baloch community today looks vlogging. Because if I look at them and I feel like there's a lot of progress required in terms of their quality of work. So I want to change the whole process and I would find myself successful when I see a couple of Irfan Janejos that have come out of in Baloch YouTubers, a couple of Murus that have come out of Baloch YouTubers. Yeah. And what I'm looking at, good at, people say that I'm a people's person. I'm very engaging. Like I can, I'm an extrovert. I can uh, be friends with someone I might have met just maybe a few couple of minutes back. So that's a quality that people have recognized in me. And what was the third part of, I'm sorry, of your question? Uh, what makes you happy? What makes me again happy is um, a happy environment. When I see my friends and everyone around me happy. Yeah. When I see um, the progress in a positive way. And yeah, that's all. All right. It's a good answer. So um, apart from this now, any message you want to give your fans, audience, your family, or anybody abroad. So please. Yeah, difficult times have come up. We saw how 2020 has treated everyone, how difficult it was for everyone. And we see a lot of negativity in 2020, but we, it has also taught us a lot of things, you know, uh, upskilling ourselves, how to love each other, how to have a specific bonding, uh, keep the, uh, uh, the culture aside, yeah. Keep the racism aside, and every the whole world, how beautiful it was connected. So that was the beauty of 2020. And do not limit yourself in one specific thing. Try to explore yourself in every time. Challenge yourself. Keep yourself as your biggest competitor. Yeah. Then only the success will come behind you. Yeah. Don't look at the numbers. Look at the quality. Be it anything. If person A can do it, definitely you can do it if you have a passion for that. Of course, uh, Malik, you have given a great message. Here you're saying to the people, be patient aggressively. Because uh, when we see, as I, I like re book reading. So I read uh, this book called Seventh Habits. So in that book, Stephen Covey said, there are five cancer cancerous disease, which is like complaining, number one. Anything goes wrong, we complain. Comparing... The number, the number two is because I don't remember exactly, but comparing yourself with the other person, you shouldn't, you never compare what the message you gave yourself. You don't, you have to explore the things. Like Mark Cuban said, you need to be good at only in one thing. You try 10 things and you can become good in one thing. So try out. And another message you given uh, aggressively patience because we don't have patience nowadays. If I upload a video or a podcast, I say, okay, definitely I have to get 1 million views uh, for a podcast and I become overnight success. It doesn't happen. For some people, it work out. For some people, it takes three and a half years. They have everything in their hand, but still it takes time. So, so Malik, it has been a pleasure to have a conversation uh, in this podcast. So definitely, whenever you want, uh, when you come in London 
or uh, now I got your number, so we'll keep in touch in a different occasion. If you have come up with a different idea, I am more more than welcome because I welcome people from all walks of life and create momentum. Thank you very much, Shazad, and I wish you luck. And I see that you're doing an absolutely amazing job. With a very limited time, you were able to reach many uh, good content creators, I would say successful content creators as well. You have given an opportunity to someone like me who is also a struggling content creator as well. So good job. I definitely see you reaching somewhere and I wish you luck, inshallah. And yeah, it's a proud moment, definitely. Thank you. I'm really grateful and thankful to you. Thank you very much.